What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, everyone. Welcome to episode 223 of the All Dolphins Podcast. What were you doing? Sharing? What was, it, what was going on there? <laughs> Actually, that was my son walking down the stairs and then and expressing oh. exasperation because we asked him to do something. I know I know the horror of asking a teenage boy to do something. <laughs> okay. uh, hi, everyone. Welcome to this very special episode. As you can see by the two gentlemen in the, in the bottom quadrants, we are joined today on the latest When Dolphins Podcasts Unite. When yeah. haters unite. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> The hate of podcast. Hate, 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 like hate, that, hate. Huh? We're it's gonna be like that, right? We're gonna we are joined. Let me finish the introductions by Barry Cunningham, the bottom left, and by T D Fenstock in the bottom right. Fellas, thanks for joining us. Welcome aboard. And Thank you. Thank you. Before we begin, I need to I need to get this cleared off the streets. T D every oh, team boy. talks. Every team talk. You you listening to my haters now? Go ahead. I'm just saying they produce video. They produce film evidence of yeah, you yeah, doing yeah. podcasts as TD insert team talks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Explain yourself. Well, Omar Kelly, um, I've done some research myself, and oh. um, <laughs> we're HBCU guys. I know we are, and you and you I just that. found out you were a, a, a rattler. Um, okay. I'm sorry to hear that, by the way. Don't, don't deflect. Don't deflect. Oh, but no, no, no. But one thing that we have in us is a drive in entrepreneurship. Okay. Okay. That's so true. when I started my podcast, TD Fans Talk, six years ago, um, I saw a level of success that I didn't even think was possible. Okay. Um, when I saw that success, I'm always thinking in my mind, bigger and better. How can I expand and create something? And one thing that I've always had a goal of doing was creating a sports network. So my goal was to start the TD brand. TD Fins Talk is already solidified. TD um, Bengals Talk. I, I picked every team with a young quarterback that had a bright little future and said, I'm going to start there. So I picked nine teams, created the banners and everything and what i was actually doing on my channel was seeing how much work it would take so that when i hire people so i would actually go live in a day hi welcome to td Bengals talk and i would give a quick segment so that's where that came from it so- didn't work out i realized i couldn't i couldn't do this by myself whatsoever so what i did i got some reliable partners in the community we rebranded and now we have a fully functional company who just struck a big deal today, by the way, um, for sponsorship exactly. and Roundtable Sports. Roundtable Sports is the company that brings the visions together, debating and everything. So it's growing, it's doing big things. So just so you know, it's just my haters when they saw that. <laughs> he's not even a real Dolphin fan. Okay. This and that. So I said, come on, shame on Omar listening to the uh, Listen, listen, listen. Uh, you hoard yourself out for profit. I understand <laughs> that. <laughs> that's the American dream. That's all. I that's what it's about. I, I don't fault you for that. I, I mean, that's why I'm here with Alan. I'm hoarding mm-hmm. myself out. <laughs> hey. I thought it was a, for the companionship, Omar. What the- yeah. <laughs> um, I, 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 I just needed for you to explain it to the streets and i respect that and i'm not gonna hold you being a wildcat against you against you oh, man. um it, it's okay it's okay it's all we're all under one oh, under oh, wildcat from where, from where? B- bethune cookman wildcat okay. Okay. yeah okay uh, and barry what's your what's the uh, genesis of uh, the barry cunningham podcast 
I have owned and I've worked with advertising agencies and I've done real estate development and I got to a point where I was like, you know what, I'd like to do something else. And I had done some, some YouTube stuff with my real estate. My wife's a realtor as well. And it worked, but it wasn't reaching reaching a big enough, big enough audience. So 18 months ago, that's all it's been. In 18 months, I decided I was going to start talking about the Miami Dolphins and some other sports. I started off, and, and what's funny is people think that I have a Dolphins channel. I don't. I don't have a Dolphins channel. I have a sports channel that features Miami Dolphins stuff. In fact, my biggest videos, some which have gone eh, viral for, for size of channel I have, haven't had anything to do with the Miami Dolphins. In fact, probably out of the top 10 videos on my channel, only four or five are Miami Dolphins related. I've got some really big videos that have done close to 700,000 views. Another one has done like 500,000 views which is like small viral compared to what some of the big, you know, real big guys do. But that's what, exactly what I am. So when people say you're not a real Dolphins fan, well, yeah, I am, but I'm an objective Dolphins fan. Um, people say, well, you used to like the Cowboys. Yeah, I still like the Cowboys. I don't think people understand. You could, you know, wherever you come from, I'm not sure where you guys come from, but I came from Connecticut. And when I lived in Connecticut, you're either a New York Giants fan and every Sunday afternoon at four o'clock, the Dallas Cowboys played. So I watched the Dallas Cowboys growing up um, and that's what my environment was. I'm still a big Red Sox fan for going on like 40 years now. My wife's a Yankees fan, so you understand what kind of crap goes on in our house in October. But I found a way that this thing could grow. Um, pissed off a whole lot of people and, you know, some of these guys would been doing this stuff for four or five and six years like where the hell did this guy come he must have bought subscribers no i know how to market i'm a marketer at first and so i've done some different things with with my youtube channel i understand how to jump on trends i know how to to, to do videos that people appeal to and i just used the miami dolphins as basically a a stopgap in between hitting other stories so that's okay. that that's my story Okay, let's cut to the chase immediately. And the first question, right off the gate, right out of the gate, and TD Fan sucks. It can go first. Why are you guys such Tua haters? <laughs> well, you're. Why is me and Barry such Tua haters? Well, uh, don't, don't put don't put me and Barry. Oh, okay. in that, well, that, well <laughs> I, I'm trying to understand here because I've heard you were a hater, Alan. I heard Barry was a hater. I'm a hater. And we're all on one show with um, the two and nine fan of the year. Okay. Oh, so, don't stop. I so, will never so, be accepted into the two and nine. So don't so, do that. Oh, Omar, you are low key the 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 president and CEO of two and nine. They just have to keep you in check no. sometimes. But we, we're gonna talk about it, Alan. But listen, sure. I'm not a two a hater. Okay. I've been. I first, if y'all don't mind, I just have one question. Who was your favorite team growing up, um, Alan? NFL. Uh, it bounced. Bounced. What was it? The Dolphins. At at first, and then they got boring, and then I hooked onto the San Diego Chargers in the early 1980s. Show, shows my age. And, and then, about, and then it dissipated to where, when I got into the business, and I started covering the NFL for quite a while, where I just I just view it objectively and and, and analyze. And what about and you? By the, way, by the way, that's not why quote unquote, I love Justin Herbert, as some people suggest, mm. uh, because I was a Charger <laughs> fan in the early 80s. No, you're an arm queen. That's why you love Justin Herbert. Uh, <laughs> yes, I like my quarterbacks who have better arms than, than raggedy arms. Yes. Okay. Um, you, you asked me who I, I, who, I grew up a South Florida fan. Um, mm -hmm. I was more of a, a Hurricanes fan and a Heat fan. I'm, I'm Miami, you know, not born, but raised here. Um, I wasn't you... necessarily a Dolphins fan, but I followed okay. them uh, throughout the years. So eventually, because I, I like college football more, and eventually, okay. I, I graduated to the to to the big league. So that's why I'm here, and I, I started covering the team. So but, I asked that so I could answer my question properly. So I was born into Dolphinhood. Okay, my I was my dad conceived me. Inserting a, a dolphin, finding his way. Okay, oh, that's TMI. TMI right there. Inserting dolphin. <laughs> hey, that's that, that one passes, Alan. I, I kept it clean enough. But um, listen, I sat on my living room floor as a little boy, looking up at my dad on the couch every single weekend, 
hurt. Okay? Just hurt. What era? What era? What era? What this era? Was, this was the middle of Marino. Uh, like, like, no, not even the middle. The end. I'm 39 years old. I mean, they wanted the middle, the end of Marino. The season no. just ended poorly. We're making the playoffs. But that's what, but that's what I remember. I don't remember the every week. I remember when it mattered most, when everybody was geared up. Okay, um, when it mattered most, the the disappointment on him. He don't have that same look anymore. It's gone. He just, oh yeah, okay, they lost again. <laughs> so, but for me. I became a fan early on and said, we're going to win a Super Bowl. I'm going to witness one in my life. And I've been through it all since the end of Marino. And I've witnessed it all. It was the core of my life. Nothing but failure. So I've seen every quarterback. And I've been Tannehill. I've been Tannehill to the core. A guy that, you know, you, you thought Tuanon was something now. I was a Tannehill near, whatever you want to call it. I was Tannehill's biggest defender. He really? Do it because I was, a, I was a delusional fan like most are now. That's probably why I don't know you on these Twitter streets. I probably blocked you years ago. <laughs> but, I, but I wasn't on social media and stuff like that. I was looking okay. for content. So I rolled for Tannehill. And I made every excuse in the world. And when we got rid of Tannehill, I finally came to grips and I was honest with myself. And I said, it's best for both sides. He's not good enough. He's good enough not to be good enough, which is the worst quarterback you can have in the NFL because he's he's so he's good enough to where you think you can keep moving on and figure out the puzzle pieces. But he also ain't good enough to ever get you where you need to go. And I promise since that day, I am going to hold every quarterback accountable until they ultimately prove they are a franchise quarterback. And I lied. We traded for Josh Rosen. Oh, we got our guy. Oh, we got our guy. And I lied again. I went right back in the fandom, delusional fandom. But that was the last straw. So when Tua came in, I did my pre-draft work. I studied his film at Alabama. I said, it's too easy. Let me stop looking at all these games and let me go look at the seven games he played against ranked teams to see if there were any flaws against better competition. And I saw the flaws. And I don't know why he showed him more versus Vanderbilt, who he played twice. I don't know why. but And what um, were these flaws that translated to what he, what you're seeing now? What, what were these? Tua, Tua could not process the field, Okay. Tua also doesn't read or go through progressions. What you perceive as going through progressions are one elite trait that I know he has, which is his mechanics, okay? Him off looking safeties, coming back, making sure that he's playing it. All of that stuff is flawless along with Tua. But you would most people mistake him looking at a safety then coming back the other way as going through two reads. See, he looked at his first read, then he came back. Half the time, Tua throws the ball blind. He doesn't even look. Go look at go look at the national championship I, I, throw. I, I say I say that all the time. Tua doesn't throw to Tua doesn't throw to receivers. He throws to spots. To a spot. Stop, and stop I, it, Poupard. Stop. So go look at the national championship. What made him this big icon? That last play. Go look at him, look off the safety, and basically heed the ball. He don't know if the guy going to be open or not, but he was seven yards open, as the Alabama players always yeah. were. And now did he, McDaniel. Did he, did he, yes, he knew it was going to be open because those guys were always open. They were <laughs> always open. Yes. And yes, this and they, is and why. he had a brick wall in front of him. Yeah, you should be right. Yep. behind right. him. No. And he's a byproduct of the talent around Allen, him. Allen. And, Alan, this you know what? I'm going to get on Omar now. I'm about to point out something you never point out on this show with him. This is what he does. He agrees with you to be sarcastic, to move it along, just not to acknowledge it in its truest entirety. That's what he does. And that's why I want to address Omar Kelly real hey, quick this you one You never second. figured me out, Pufar. No. He's, got, he's got me pinned. That's what he does. Because let me hey. tell you something. When Tua first came in the league, I knew that, Omar. I knew that, Omar. I said, oh, y'all better go listen to Omar Kelly. He trying to tell y'all. And I don't know what happened. Two years later, they done got to him. 
Man, blink if if you being held held hostage. <laughs> I have been. I I did X's and Omar's, and I advocated for Tua for an entire season. Mm-hmm. I campaigned for Tua when he tore up his hip. I still stood by him. Wanted Tua as a quarterback. Went to the Senior Bowl. Saw Justin Herbert in person. Personality reminded me of Ryan Tannehill. I mm-hmm. said, No, thank you. I'm good to go. I, I, I'm going to ride with the guy that I believe has the it intangible, and I'm still here. Now, do I see mm-hmm. great statistics, um, impressive numbers, uh, ridiculous winning record, winning percentage? Yes. Uh, oh, stop it, Alan Poupard. Stop, what, what, stop what? it. Listen. <laughs> he doing it again. Time out, time out. Time. We're going to get Barry involved here because Barry's getting shut out and he's not getting not getting it. Getting in the oh, no, the, the question you asked was like, wh- wh- when did I become a Tua hater? And I never, ever became a Tua hater. In fact, when I started my channel, mm-hmm. people accused me of being one of the lead Tuanon people. And what I saw was guys on ESPN. I saw Mina Kimes. I saw uh, Kimberly Martin. I saw people just destroying this kid. I'm like, pump your brakes. Give him a chance. Come on. He just got off an injury. Let's see what he could do. And, and so... I, I basically made my bones not so much promoting to it, but chill. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. And so things began, and, and I watched the season progress, and I saw the same things that TD is talking about, and it just kind of made me do the RCA dog thing and go, what the hell am I watching here? And then I saw what happened, as we all did, on December 25th against Green Bay. And... Nah, say what you want. I, I, I still have had something in the back of my mind that Mike McDaniel pulled Tua and kept him off the field and put him in mothballs and said, I'm not going to damage you anymore, which I can't prove. There's no there's no proof of that. But one of the problems I had, and, I, and you can go back and look at my videos, I said, that's a mistake. That's a mistake because if he's the leader, he needs to be out there. You don't need, if, if you're not going to play, it's one thing, but he completely disappeared. He didn't do any press. He didn't. In fact, he didn't even go on the sidelines. He was in the tunnel hiding. He was in the in, protocol. In my, you're, not, you're not allowed on the sidelines. The rules. Uh, Alan, Alan, was he in the <laughs> protocol? When did he yeah. actually go into it? Yeah. That, yeah hold on. Go, when did he go, actually go, go in? When the season was well, over? No, at the day after the no, 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 no. This is a conspiracy. The, the day, the day yeah. after, the day after the Green Bay game, he came in and reported concussion-like symptoms. Symptom? Got sh- sh- symptom. What did y'all think? He just quit on the final month of the season? No, no, I don't think that. What I'm saying to you is, it was very conflicting with the reports about whenever he was in the protocol. But they actually, him in his own interview, he, uh-huh. saying that he didn't enter it until after the season. This yeah. is his words. His That's words. That's why I don't know his if y'all words. didn't notice it. No, Tua, I, I, I Tua no in his own words. I'll send it to you guys. Tua Please. in his yeah. own words. He literally said, I'm telling you no lie. He literally said, I really, when they were asking him about, about being in the protocol, he actually said out of his own mouth, I actually didn't, you know, um, start the process until the season was over. He said that. I'm telling you guys. I'll send it to you. And then, and then, depending on when, depending on when he quote went into the concussion protocol, it just kept going on and on and on and on. I have I have had concussions. I've seen players have concussions. We all saw you know Kenny Pickett from the Steelers come back within the same week. We saw Matt Moore from Buffalo come back in a, in a couple of days, and to his concussion protocol just went on inordinately long to the point where it, it became almost like what is this the worst concussion ever hold on you uh, do it, realize that the hit that he took on national television led to the nfl sterning up their concussion protocol program for uh-huh. fear of embarrassment and harm mm-hmm. to the league and and could impact the future players of the league since mothers yeah. actually watch the game and feel like it's unsafe for their child I, I understand that, but do, do you also understand that other players had concussions since then yeah, who didn't sit out for what? Concussions are all different, though. That's a, that's a thing. I, okay, so not, now, you've op- now you've opened Pandora's box number three because they never really came out and said, is it a grade one? Is it a grade two? Is it a grade three? Anyway, it just kept, in my mind, it became ambiguous. Then, 
Okay, so and I have the protocols right here in terms of you can do media media opportunities even while you're on a. No, you, you want me to bring it up? You want me to bring no, it up? No, we, we, we know what we we know we're both in the media. We know what the what the concussion protocol is. Uh, okay, and, and so and when you're in the concussion protocol, you cannot do any media interviews. So okay. when his parents did an interview and said he's out of the concussion protocol, what did that mean? I have I have no idea what interview. Okay, so because he, uh, of course you know. That's not that when I when I show people, and I and I do my research. Most people who do podcasts just do it and, and talk. I actually clipped clipped the 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 interview that his father and mother did and said Mike McDaniel has taken great care of Tua, and now that he's out of the concussion protocol, he's much better. They actually I'm said telling that. y'all, y'all, there is yeah. a lot of conflicting reports and literally out of their own mouth. That's yeah. I was going live like, is he in it or is he not? I'm going live talking about two out of his own mouth saying this, and I'm playing the video of him saying it. Let's let let's move so maybe forward. He was still right, so, right, so let me let me let me move forward. So that started. Then when the whole thing with Florio and Sims, where he showed up to do the interview and got pissed off with Dan Levitard and then just blew off uh, Chris Sims and Mike Florio, I said in a video that day, that's going to come back to haunt him. Because at that point, you're the leader. You wear the C on your jersey. You are the guy that needs to be out there. And you blew these guys off with two minutes. And so when I started, it wasn't one incident, Omar and, and Alan. It was a series of things that said, something's not quite right but and and then i started talking about all the quarterbacks that were available to bring in a free agency and people got all pissed off i'm like i'm not talking about trading to it i'm not talking about replacing to i'm like why won't you bring valid competition in to see if this is the guy why are you afraid to bring in a quarterback to actually compete with two i've said that for 15 years no matter who the quarterback is but they've been all in with two from yeah, that, but it's not just him. They take that mentality and approach with all their quarterbacks. Yeah, but so, Chris Greer came out on stage and on on the podium and said one of the mistakes he made with Ryan Tannehill was not bringing in real competition. I don't remember Chris Greer ever. Saying Chris that. Greer said those. I'll send that to you as well. Yeah. I'm, I'll make uh, a list for you. Looking up press conferences or something. Yeah. And by the way, um, very important point. Important point here. What you're referencing with Tua and Florio and Sims, that was at the Super Bowl where Tua was not on there on behalf of the Dolphins. He was there on behalf of pitching products. Subway and, and whatever else, else. yeah. So what, what? at that point, he can do whatever the hell he wants. I don't think it has anything. It's a bad look on the Dolphins whatsoever. If he I didn't say, I, no, no, no. I, I didn't say it was a bad look on the Dolphins. I said it was a bad look on him. Just burning, burning. I no. mean, you guys are in the media. Hey, these guys, yeah, these listen, guys, Super Bowl, all Super Bowl, you're in there for an allotment of time. You're in there for an hour. You have commitments that are made. And then people. Uh, there's and- there. Now, there's the word. There's the word that, that pissed me off. I, I'm a I'm a Christian. I, I, let me just say it. A lot of people get pissed off. Tua made a commitment. He committed to Florio and maybe Sims. His now, camp made a commitment. What's that? But, maybe his camp the people i don't care you 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 agree to it it doesn't it no it doesn't no that's not how so you're so you're saying omar that two somebody as somebody who managed those athletes and as somebody who's who's run a super a super bowl media row and has done it on the on the managing it for the interviews and somebody who's actually done the interviews that's not how it works you're in so you're saying he did you're saying he didn't know and he never committed to it i i i have guys that i've Agreed to I, you're not you're for, not answering my question. No, I, I I don't know for sure, but there's if just because you're that they're on your schedule, that doesn't mean that you commit you personally committed to it. Your camp might have committed you're, to it. So you're so what you're saying, you're saying might what does could, this have to would. do with him being a good player? Because and, no no no. See you you guys asked me the question from Alan 15 minutes ago is how was I considered a hater? Like and what hours. I'm saying is <laughs> what I'm saying is things began to add up and there's more as the season progressed that showed me he wasn't a leader. He wasn't that type of guy who who should who should be a leader. And I started calling it out, which at that point to, to answer the question succinctly, people said I flip-flopped. And I'm like, I'm not the guy that changed. He changed. So that that that's why all these things came in. Hard. You cover Tua. You've seen yeah. him for four years. Would you yeah. say he's not a leader? 
I, I think his leadership qualities have been massively overblown by certain people in the media. Mm -hmm. I, I will say that. Uh, I think he's a leader. He just ain't the leader that most people view as a leader. Right. He leads in his own way. Um, right. Tua isn't the type of guy. Let's let's take the last playoff game. Tyreek Hill scores a touchdown. He gets uh, he gets on the sideline and says, "Lean on me. Let's go. Let's do this." What does Tua do? Sit on the bench and keep himself warm, waiting. You know, it, in crazy. games like that, Omar, see, you're doing it again. It's free. <laughs> Omar, so what? Who cares? You won't make. You sat out there and you will make a. You will make a qualifying excuse with a straight look on your face when it uh, comes to Tua. Oh, I don't get why. On Omar, come on, man. Uh, but TD, you make a good point. Like to me, the unquestioned leader of that offense is Tyreek. In yes. terms of the emotional leader of that offense, it's not. And well, it's kind of it's semi rare. But what, I mean, what you well, what's what's new about that? Like, what's surprising about that? Does it? How, does your leader? What, was Ryan Tannehill the leader? Not that this is a great standard. Um, thank, thank you, but I'm, but I'm saying if you look at the, at, at the the upper echelon quarterbacks, generally speaking. They're the guys on offense. I mean, they're the men on offense. I mean, we just saw it Sunday. Oh, but, but I mean, you, you saw yeah. you saw the difference on Sunday. You're comparing him to a well, yeah. To Mahomes the is a tough is a tough. of all time. No, 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 no. no, no, no we're no, not no, talking no, about no. play on the field. We're talking about leadership. <laughs> leadership. We're talking about leadership. Yeah, 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 it's 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 really easy to be considered the leader when you're an assassin that's Woo! got rings Preach. and considered the, one of the greatest and coming for the greatest of all time. So, so I, I, Tua can't be a leader. He can't be the leader we need him to be because he don't have the play to back it up. And that's the truth. That's, that's what, what we, you just said without saying just, it, Omar. That's all we've always said. Most of the season, he was in the MVP conversation. Oh, he led the number one offense in the NFL for an entire season. Okay, listen. Um, Tua's got a 34 wins with 23. 20, uh, of his 34 wins, 23 have been by seven-plus points. You know how many Herbert Scott? No, 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 no. What about it? I, I hate when people do the what about is it? This 12. is what we're talking about about two. So you, you want to talk some stats? You want, want me to give you some stats? Because I, I pulled Please. some just just for this, and, and you and you just said it. Okay, so here's something for you. In the games this year, two did amazing against eleven playoff non-playoff teams. Thirty-two hundred of his yards were against non-playoff. 1,300 were against the playoff-level caliber teams plus the Titans. Two, 293 oh, a game. the Titans in, this, in there? Hold on. 293 uh, per game against the crap teams. 199 against the good teams. 22 TDs. Yards. Uh, 22 TDs and 11 non uh, and 11 uh, versus non-playoff teams. Seven TDs versus seven playoff teams. Eight interceptions versus eleven. When people talk about Tua was in the MVP consideration, I had one guy send a tweet to me today, or not, or last week rather, and he said, "Yeah, so we should start giving out MVP awards for Mr. MVP for September and October." Because after that, he became a completely different paper player, and it's undeniable. And, I mean, it's, it's like some people stopped watching games after November, after, after Thanksgiving. They just stopped watching. And here's what's the, egregious. Here's what's egregious. And, and, and come on, man. This is, Omar, you got a reason, bro. You got a reason here. This is what, what's really egregious. You will take his stats, right? Avoid the context behind the stats which put, Alan, Alan tries to give you all the time and you just repeat them like I told you you do you repeat them in acknowledgement but brush it off with a straight face here's the deal I could see if he averaged 200 yards versus the bad teams and 235 240 versus the good but we got a hundred a hundred yard difference man mm -hmm. and, and, and 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 a whole touchdown difference per game okay and the problem that I have here is when you look at that gap, there is a reason why it's so massive, and there is no middle. There I, is I, no middle. I and, can, give, and you, that, I can that, give you the valid reason why it's so massive, because we want to sit here and we want to stack up the, the, the contending teams. Mm -hmm. um, Pitts, Philadelphia, on the road. Kansas City, neutral field, on uh -huh. the road. Mm -hmm. Okay? we get you, you threw Tennessee. That was at home. 
uh, Dallas. You don't want to throw that in there, or did, or did, did mm-hmm. you throw that in there? No, okay. that? no, What's no. That? Yeah, I, I included Dallas okay. because okay. they, they were playing Dallas team. Uh, Baltimore on the road. Uh huh. Buffalo at home. But then you, you, we want to bring it. You know, we want to ignore the factors of the first time he played Buffalo. Didn't have his starting center. Guy played center for the very first game. Injuries. Then, then he loses to Ron Armstead in the middle of the game. Um, so that's not going to impact his performance at all, right? Or so, when he so, finishes the season without Waddle. So let me answer that for you, Omar. You're right. There are factors that happen in the NFL um, that can impact a player's um, uh, production. Uh, say you right. Here's the issue that I have with that argument. Okay. I don't judge Tua off of the weak competition. Okay. I only judge Tua when you're on the road because you're going to have to go on it in the playoffs Mm. at some point. When you do have adversity and you ain't got all your weapons with you, Mm. how do you make up the gap like a $55 million quarterback should? Mm. That's Mm. what I grade Tua off of. I can Mm. care less about what you do versus – the inferior teams running up and down the field, running cover two, leaving the middle of the field open, just put it in the spot. It looks like a dime. Just keep it moving. And you got defensive coordinators that won't even game plan for the team they playing. They just run their shell. Mm-hmm. But when you run into scheme-specific teams, which that's all you get in the playoffs, by the way, is scheme-specifics, okay? During the regular season, a lot of teams run their base for about 80% of the season until they get in playoff mode in December. When December and the playoff come, what do they do well? What do we need to take away? Let's scheme a defense every to figure that out. Every team does that on it, every single game. Uh, every every team does that in every game, man. Every I got film of, of the Giants, the Panthers, and all of them staying in a shell 90% of the game. Take the Dallas Cowboys, for instance, which actually shocked me. This will actually go in your favor to your point, but this is what shocks me. Dallas Cowboys are the number one team in the NFL running man coverage, man press, by the way. Why they ran ran that raggedy zone ninety percent of the time versus Miami? Scared of Tyreek them speed all of a sudden. Why did they do that? You know, and and that's the benefit to a get. But as soon as he runs into Baltimore and they mix it up, they run those quarters. They run that mm-hmm. Tampa two. They run that cover two, but man press with these weak receivers at the line of scrimmage. Baltimore, as we, while, while he does not have healthy weaponry, correct? Yes, remember there oh, was oh, no healthy oh, weaponry. Omar, Omar, let me let me let me clear another thing up for you real quick, Omar. When I judge Tua, I only judge him on what he can control. If he throws a perfect pass and his weaponry drops it, that ain't on Tua. I only judge Tua on look at this clean pocket. Look at look at him stepping up in a clean pocket. Why might I ask? I have no idea. Look at this bad read, him staring down whatever weapon, which is primarily Tyreek Hill. You're staring him down, but yet you got crossers coming across the field that you could hit as your second read, but he ain't getting there. And he barely gets to the first read because this is where I get to McDaniels being a potentially a fraud. Because half Ooh. of our plays are predetermined. Yeah, we, we, haven't discussed that. we haven't discussed that in the in the taping yet. You're so, Omar, Omar, I got a question for you. Tua Omar. isn't developed. Oh, Tua Omar, is not you, a developed are, quarterback. Are, are you saying at this point, because you, you've brought up the injuries a couple of times, that Tua can only succeed if he has an all-star team around him? Because you can go through a bunch of these other teams that didn't have an all-star team when the Kansas City Chiefs. I understand they had Patrick Houston, Mahomes. Texas. But – they were able to contend and do things. In fact, they both lost. Both San Francisco with Purdy and Mahomes lost early, and people were laughing at them. Oh, they're trash. But they, they got through that. You're saying that Tua can't They got through that? that as a team, not Patrick Mahomes carried them. What Patrick Mahomes did was when he got to the playoffs, he turned up the volume a little, whether it be running or you know, or, or, or even Kelsey turned up the volume a little. Oh, now, he started that in December. It, 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 you know, you know the, the 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 best thing somebody ever advised to me was that you take out the best two games and the worst two games, and then you okay. average out. That that's how you evaluate a player. Take out the best two and their worst two, and then you you average out what's in in there. Who told you that? I can't <laughs> I've been doing this for so long. Um, my I'm bringing that up to say you can't judge Tua comparing him to Patrick Mahomes. 
and Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. And I understand. Oh, those, all, those, all of two and on those, they make it they make it a blunt sport to say Josh Allen is trash and this other quarterback. And Omar is trash. seconds <laughs> the motion. Yeah. I have never time. said Josh Allen Poupard. Have I ever said Josh Allen's trash? No, 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 not you. Not you. It's out there in the comments that, that well, all Josh Allen's ever won. What's he ever done? Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah. Oh, hey, but real quick, Omar, on, on that lesson that, that you were taught about two best and two worst, the problem with that 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 notion is the fact that you're going to bias um, your evaluation because there were overwhelmingly 11 bad and only six worse. So when you take away the two worst and the two bad, you're kind of, yeah. you know, you're overinflating the good. I, 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 I hear the point that you're making, but I don't look at any team – any as I've said to Poupard for 200 and some episodes, any team can get you in the NFL, and the Tennessee Titans proved that to you. So you got to make sure I'm not going to hold it against Miami that they took care of business for the majority of the season. And if they had taken care of business against Tennessee, we probably wouldn't be in this spot. We wouldn't want a playoff game. I don't. I, but we we probably wouldn't have been in this spot. We would probably the Dolphins would have hosted a playoff game, but. But Listen, you're saying what, what you're talking about is coulda, woulda, shoulda. We're, we're talking about what actually happened. What actually happened is he didn't deliver. He didn't deliver in clutch moments. In and, the I, and I have a question for, and for I have two no, of you guys. I have no argument against that. And I have a question. I, 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 hold on, I have, a, I have a question for you two guys since you're in the locker room and, and, and you're seeing the guys up close and personal without the shoulder pads and everything else. Two has got to weigh more than 215, 218 pounds, correct? Absolutely. All right. Why is it? Basically, the entire season, Mike McDaniel didn't run quarterback sneaks with Tua. Why would he run quarterback sneaks with Tua? Because it's still small by quarterback standards, number one. Number two, because a big focus of the season in 2023 was keeping him healthy. So exactly. I have a, pro- so, I have a so problem you're, you're, with that. That's a problem. That? I have a problem with that. I don't every think defense, that's every why, defensive why did Mike McDaniel never run a fullback on, on, on fourth and one? Well, which is true, well, too. But uh, what I'm uh, saying like, is you, you, now you're every by quarterback not running, you've got a 240-pound Pro Bowl fullback who never took a carry on fourth I, and one. I, 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 I agree with you there as well, and I used to say that all the time. But one of the things is, is you've taken two out of the out of the mix where a defensive coordinator knows, knows going into the game, this guy's never going to sneak. And, and, and we're making, again – a, a codicil, an asterisk. That's Mike yeah, but, that's Mike McDaniel. But here, exactly. here, that brings another point. That's this common. whole this whole narrative this season, and Omar, you drove this narrative too. This whole narrative of if Tua can just prove that he can stay healthy. Hmm. Why did we? Why are we making this season about him proving he can stay healthy when he still ain't proved his abilities on the field um, and against good competition? We tried to. We're trying to make a message as if he proves he can stay healthy, then he's the franchise guy. And on top of that, he didn't prove he can stay healthy this year. You don't prove. You don't prove you can stay healthy by adding a limitation to do it. Because, because we because need he our won't run. You see, you're saying a limitation is because he won't run. Because on fourth and on fourth and one or third and three or whenever it, it matters most, when we need him to step in there and get that first down, and he doesn't because the pressure is coming and he's not going to take that hit. Now I've seen him do it one offs, but he's not going to do it on the norm for the sake of making sure he can stay healthy this year. That's a limitation. That's not proving anything. Now you're hiding a flaw. You're hiding it. Yeah, but here's the thing, though. How many quarterbacks outside of Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen are really counted on to, like, pick up that third and one or the fourth and one? Uh, I'm I'm sorry, Allen. A lot of them. Tannehill was the best at it. Tannehill was the best at standing in there just getting wet. I mean, I can go. You got Will. You got Will Levis. You, you got Brock Purdy. I mean, you can just Baker Mayfield. I mean, literally they're, go down. They're getting it out. 
Oh, Baker Mayfield this year turned yeah. into that. He wasn't historically like that. This year, Baker Mayfield yeah. made plays like that. Okay, put his so team we, on his we back. know where both of you guys stand on Tua. Okay. We do? What? Well, I wasn't really clear, actually. Well, just well, to be clear, so so what's the plan? You're running this organization. You're Easy. the GM. What's the plan moving forward? What, I, who do you I, replace let, let me go, Kitty. Let me go with this. No, yeah. I don't want to replace him. I, I never said I want to cut him or replace him. One, I want to bring in competition and, and see if that. see if see if he's the guy and how he responds. I no, that number for a second round pick on a quarterback. Yeah. And number two, let him play his game. We saw what he did at Alabama. We saw what kind of quarterback he likes to get out there. Unfortunately, whatever crutches Mike McDaniel has put on him and said, you can't do that, has limited his game. Let the kid play his game. Let him be that quarterback that he came out of Alabama. And and just whatever happens, happens. And I think that his game could, could in, increase substantially if they just let him play his game, unless he can't play it anymore. But what, what, I showed, I mean, hold on. What is yeah, his what game? game is that? You can go back and look at his, his pre-draft grading. And, and I, I did this in a video and I go, this guy who got all these grades in the draft, isn't the same guy anymore. And if you ever pulled it up, you can, it says highly mobile, can evade this, can do all the, and, he, and you look at the guy now, that's not the same quarterback. What yeah, what happened? He suffered a catastrophic hip injury. No, that's not it because he was more mobile in 2020. Omar, he got thick. Omar, got you thick keep, thick. I, I didn't say I didn't say he didn't get thick. Yeah, he got thick for a reason. That's but you keep putting you keep putting asterisk on it. Yeah, listen, but, you, you, said, put, put, you said we put an asterisk on it. The, okay, listen. Okay, so Barry, you're in support of adding competition with free agency or draft either way and and letting how him spending, how much are you spending and, let, and letting him play his game more importantly letting him play his game that he that he became known for when he came into the league which was wide open wide receivers during all their, their college all i'm talking about about him personally well he's throwing a wide open receivers with the dolphins I, I can't you could pull up highlight film after highlight film and there's nobody around TD, so it's basically. I mean, not TD. I'm sorry, TD. Tyreek. He's he's wide open. So, but when he's not, let him take off. Let him see what happens. I I think like they put just too many restrictions on him. Let him be. He can't do it then. So I don't believe that there are restrictions on him as far as is the pocket collapses and you can't your your first read is not open that you have to stay in the pocket and look for. I, I don't believe there are restrictions like that. He I don't. Got, I don't think there are restrictions on him. I, I, I even think Mike McDaniel custom mobile. makes an offense for him. Um, mm -hmm. It's it's just do, do they want him? Do they want him on rollout plays? I mean, he ran the RPO in college, and yeah. that to, that's to TD's point. RPA, you don't have a read the field. You have either or plays, right? And, Which is an issue for us. And and they don't they don't even run the RPO. Brian Flores ran the RPO. They sparingly run the RPO and RPO concepts. But and, and I disagree with you on him being a one read quarterback. But TD, let's he's not a forward. one read quarterback. He's a no read quarterback. But go let, ahead. Let, 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 what is your strategy for improving this quarterback situation here? It's simple. Um, we actually have a ton of um, options, okay? Okay, what are these um, tons of options? First and foremost, if you think this team is ready to win a Super Bowl now, you got to go get Kirk Cousins and trade Tua. That's number one if you believe. Oh, you want Tua, you want Tua gone. No, 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 no. I'm giving oh. you the option. Well, Kirk Cousins never won anything. I'm giving – no, no, no. But he gives us a better chance to win because at the end of the oh, day, I, I don't think – because he falls short in, in the big moments and big opportunities just like Tua does. And guess what? Look what he got around him in Miami. I'll take that any day of the week in, in, in the AFC. I'll take Look that. Look what he any had around him in Minnesota. But he didn't have Mike McDaniel. He okay. didn't have Mike McDaniel. And the reason why I say that, one of the biggest things that's missing in our offense where we could actually explode is what the t other teams give you, throwing outside the numbers. And Tua struggles in that area mightily to where we do it 5% of the time, and that's only on post, the deep little 20-yard post. So you're going to go get Kirk Cousins. And no, that's one option. I'm giving you all these quick give little me, options. Give me some more options. Give that's an more. option. Uh, that's the option of if you think you can win now. This is all in Chris Greer's head. What's in his head? If you think this roster can win now, you go give him the best chance to go get and Kirk Cousins. And you're paying Kirk Cousins $40 million a year, three years? You're trading to it because you only got this window Are now anyway. Are you paying Kirk Cousins $40 million a year, three years fully guaranteed? 
Kirk Cousins ain't getting a three year anymore. He's down to two now. Kirk Cousins is the Kirk. biggest NFL pick. Hey, hey well, guess what? Guess what, Omar? I'll do that for three years. You know why? Because I've moved on from Tua. I got somebody that I feel more comfortable with. And now I, I'm going to go ahead and sign my young core instead of kicking the can down the road. You I'm can not afford to sign your young core. You I can afford to sign my young core if I get rid of Xavier Howard, Emmanuel Ogba, Jerome Baker. All of the old regime gotta go. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm even Teron Armstead. All of those guys gotta go. Every move that you just made, it doesn't even get you to spend your spend money in free agency. It and, does. And, and getting rid of Teron Armstead costs you money. Doesn't save Listen. you money. This is where you this way you wrong 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 as far as the salary cap, okay? And I study the salary cap. Okay, oh. just like the expert that you reach out to studies the salary cap. The Miami Dolphins could do this with ease. Now, will it be easier the year after that and the year after that? No, not if you're they can do what better. with ease. They can clear a hundred million dollars. They could clear. No, I didn't say they can clear a hundred million dollars. They right now they got to clear seventy five, and it doesn't look let me, let me simple finish. to me. Let me let me finish. They okay, could go get, ahead. They could get to positive thirty five forty. They could get there How? easily. The, the moves that I just said, going ahead and signing all of your young core, which you haven't signed, all, all Javon Javon oh. Holland. Um, you got Javon Holland. You have Robert Hunt, who you need to sign. Connor Williams, who you need to sign, what you need to realize is when you sign them, now you can manipulate their cap. But since they're unrestricted free agents, you're not counting them in the cap right now. But right. when you sign them, you can manipulate them. Okay? Man you can manipulate, manipulate the cap. In what year? Like, it, hold on. Wait a minute. For Kirk Cousins' okay. window. We're, for we're, Kirk we're, Cousins' we're, window. We're, ta we're, talking, we're talking cap now. Okay. So yeah, this let's is, do it. This, this is my lane. This is, this my is lane. actually my lane. Okay. You you reach out to somebody to make it your lane, okay. but this is okay. my lane. All right, let, 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 let's, Mary, see, let's, let's, let's go over here and talk about something else. Hey, Omar, before you, before, you, before you begin on the cap stuff, I have one question for the two of you guys, the insiders. And I get a lot of people who ask me this, and I have a question about it. And this has to do with what do you do with Tua? How many you guys were back? You were there in preseason after Skylar Thompson did did so well at, at Buffalo. How many reps with the first team? Did Skyler Thompson get in camp this year? Yeah. We're not supposed to. Say uh, the, no, first team. Remember, they rotated guys, so he'd work with um, he, he'd he work with, with Tyreek, and he'd work with Waddle if Waddle was practicing. But he got very limited reps. So, do you he, think? Especially late. Do, do you think he, if, if, if he's not he an has NFL a starter? He's not, he's not a not, there's no, not a chance. Yeah, no, no, Skyler, no, 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 no. There's not right, a chance. So, that, well, that, so then that's the question. Too many people haven't seen him, so they think. He, so then he's a wasted draft pick too. Then. So, <laughs> so he, he, he. There was a seventh round. I mean, come on. But Tua well, is, was a seventh round. Well, and, and Purdy was a yeah. fluke. I mean, Tua yeah. is an NFL starter. He just ain't good enough to help this team win a Super Bowl. That's my issue. Yeah. Let, 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 All right. Let, so go ahead. You have, you have your salary cap. Uh, honestly, here. <laughs> the, the salary cap situation, um, it's it's going to be a lot more complicated than than TD wants to acknowledge or understand. Um, you cut Agba, you cut Crossan, you cut Xavier, which is money you can't even spend now. Um, mm -hmm. You cut yeah. Jerome. Mm -hmm. You cut. Um, who else did you say? Uh, Teron Armstead. Teron Armstead. You can't cut. Uh, he's got guaranteed money. His contract is virtually guaranteed. And even if you did cut him, you would be costing yourself you, four million dollars in cap space. Four Not million saving. versus four million versus what? Four. I think it's fourteen no, now, so, and it would okay. become eighteen million. So, so you're Omar, costing yourself money. Not this is what you're not. Money. This is what what you're not understanding. When I bring Kirk Cousins into this building, I'm doing the exact same thing Aaron Rodgers did. Okay, do you know that Aaron Rodgers have three voidable years after, in, in 2026, 2027, and 2028? Remember, we're talking about winning the Super Bowl now. This is what general managers do now. They go ahead and bring their star in, and they put that dead cap on the back end where they know it's not going to work. Just like Tampa Bay did with Baker Mayfield, only made $4 million this year because Tom Brady, he's not even playing, and he was a $35 million cap hit. So that's all, the, that's all Chris Greer has to do in this situation with that price tag of Kirk Cousins. Now, lucky for them, they got a quarterback only making $4 million and it's still paying out. But that's all we have to do with Kirk Cousins. You bring him in and let me give him his fully guaranteed contract. But I'm going to make it six or seven years and have voidable years on the back end because this is a window. 
We don't care about 27, 28, and 29. He's already showed you that with the all-in approach now. Because what we're thinking about doing with giving Tua money is kicking the can anyway. With all these players signed Tua, kicking the can, they already renegotiated Xavier Howard. I don't know why. He's under contract to 2028, which makes no sense. Um, but it's easy, Omar. It's just that you have to come to grips that you're sacrificing 2027, 2028. That's it. That's what teams do now when you're in a win-now mode. But that's only one option. That's if you feel this team can win now. You got to go after your Super Bowl. Option number two, send the Bears a second-round pick. Bring oh, Justin dude. Fields over here. Compete. Oh, no. And Let me finish my thoughts. Let me finish my thoughts on it. I'm not saying Justin Fields is better than Tua. Justin Fields is not a good passer of the football. TD, are you related to Stephen A. Smith? No, not at all. <laughs> no, I'm curious about the, the screaming where you, when you get going. No, well, well, I was actually in the marching band as well in college, so my decimals are a little messed up. So what, I talk play? a little louder. Tenor drum. Okay, I get so, it. So, so, um, or, or it, Justin you, Fields. You know how I discovered you, TD? On these streets, on these Twitter streets, these podcasts, Instagram streets, everybody kept talking about Justin Fields. Mm -hmm. I'm like, where is this Justin Fields foolishness coming from? Why is foolishness? Because Justin Fields can't even hold to his clipboard. Can I? Hold on. Let me explain. Let me explain what I'm saying. My my thought process here then. Okay, please do. I've just acknowledged that Justin Fields is not a better passer than Tua. I just acknowledged that. But hold on. And let me ask Allen so I can get an unbiased tape. Oh, you leave me out of this. I'm not. No, no, no. Who's no, no. You who's wanted it, brother. You wanted it. Oh, who's gotten credit for Tua's revival? Mike McDaniel. So let's put him to the test. And, and this isn't to start over Tua because you can still sit on Justin Fields. You can bring him in. You don't have to make any commitments based off of the contract. You can sit on him. This is just real competition. So, Mike McDaniel, how great of a coach are you? If Mike McDaniel can make Justin Fields a better passer and you marry that with his ability to extend plays and make plays with his legs, he is a better quarterback than Tua on that day. Why I'm not saying that he is right hands. now. Why are we doing this? We do well, well, Dallas got him, but that's all I'm saying, though. These are options. At least you're not putting yourself all or nothing. That's why I talk about Justin Fields. You want to try to bring in competition and work on a project. If Skyler ain't a starter, then stop with that project. Mm -hmm. But Justin Fields, he has a skill set and a dynamic ability that could be utilized in the NFL. If Mike McDaniel is who we all make him out to be, then let's put it to the test. So you mean to tell me if if Mike McDaniel can make Justin Fields an Mm -hmm. above average passer, he ain't a more dynamic player than two of them? Listen, I am a thousand percent on board with you in regards to getting competition for the quarterback i have always said that it doesn't matter who the quarterback is last year poopar didn't i advocate for them to draft the tennessee hendon like i am Mm -hmm. perfectly fine with that um i just don't think justin fields is the answer i and i certainly don't think you you don't understand how the mechanism of the nfl works and especially with with a guy like justin fields his camp will not allow him to be traded to a team that is not going to play him immediately. And guess what, Omar? All I'm asking our general manager to do is make an attempt. Failed. Let's move on. That's all I'm saying here. Uh, okay. I well, want my team to Omar win. Fields doesn't have the juice to the state where he's going to get traded. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think yeah. he does. He still does. He still has oh, cachet. Um, it, it's oh, not oh, like he – oh, I disagree with you. It's not like he's Josh Rosen. Trust me. It's, it's, it's not like that. It doesn't think, matter. He's under contract for the next two years. It's not like – what's he going to do? I'm going to sit out? No, uh, I, I think. Well, well, speaking of under contract, that that's the other option is just to just play it on your that's fifth year. That's it. Option. That's just, all I'm asking. Prove, prove it. Prove that play. you are the guy. Bring us to the playoffs and then that's get it. a big bag. But people keep complaining. Well, we got to do something with Tua because we need to restructure so we can get money here and money there and borrow off this credit card to pay that credit. So you're basically going to hamstring the team because Chris Greer didn't fiscally manage the team correctly. Instead of saying, here's a player, we, we basically have him for three years, right? You could tag him and tag him, and, and plus his fifth year option. So I don't no, even understand. Four. Four. It four? depends on how much guaranteed money. If he gets three years worth of guarantee, we're on the hook for four because that fifth year option yeah, okay. picked up. 
So, and that's but what part I'm of saying, the issue. you don't you don't have to go spend fifty million dollars because you have him right now. Make him prove. I wouldn't even negotiate with him because, like you know, like we we all can agree, ain't nobody beating down the Dolphins' door to outbid him. It ain't like it ain't like he's gonna have another option to to say, listen, well, you know, this team wants me, so go ahead and trade me. It ain't gonna happen. So w- why not force his hand? Sit your ass, play the season. This is what we're gonna pay you. We don't have to negotiate with you right now. Because why are they in such the a money. rush? Because he needs, needs the money. money. Yeah. He needs the money for his mistakes. Well, because yep. they, because also they have they have this going on. Yep. yep, they love Tua. They love Tua. Uh, yeah. Well, well, Tua is Tua is proof that they weren't wrong. <laughs> okay, versus the other to, guy. Well, hold on, guys. We've been going for a while here. Let's move on to our. It feels like the second is going to be our last topic. Uh, <laughs> TD Fins, this is for you. You wanted to discuss it, Chris Greer. Oh. Chris Greer. Let's do the the the. What was the by rush wrestling character? Uh, no, coffee talk, coffee talk. Chris Greer, discuss. Chris Greer has failed us over and over and over again, and he's a magician where he puts this shiny thing in front of you to make you forget about it, okay? Yeah. He's done it up and down the roster that's over Greer, and over. But that, that, that's, that's not Chris Greer, but that is the organization. Yeah. yeah. The I, organization. I hear what he's saying. Just, just for the record, that's not Chris Okay, Greer. the organization... Okay, maybe that's more politically correct. You're not wrong on this. Has yes. continued to hide their flaws with flashy things to make us feel like, oh, we are headed in the right direction. We're it's doing great hope, things. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's selling hope, and I'm tired of it, and I'm done with it because at the end, this is why I am the way I am. I was the most happy-go-lucky <laughs> person in this world about the Dolphins. We could do no wrong. Y'all don't know, man. Noying monogamy is going to be a beast. Noying, I'm, I'm, everybody who came on this roster got praised by me, and I'm done with it. I'm done with the delusion and and this organization continues to do it. A few examples, and I'll, I'll, I'll digress. The cornerback position. Why are you – you did it with Laramie Tunsil. You were smart. The rare smartness, you don't carry a player through your rebuild while they're in their prime. You're just paying them for free, okay? Get assets, keep building the team. Why didn't you do that with Xavier Howard? You showed that you didn't want to all the way up until the last minute. Chris Greer, bail us out. I got y'all. Noah Igmanogamy, baby. Whether it was him and Flores or whoever, Noah Igmanogamy. Yeah, I'm going to bail us out. Next year, I'll be able to move on from X. Why is X still here? Well, you know, Noah ain't. But but we got Byron, so we getting closer. Oh, 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 Byron ain't working out. Well, we got Cam Smith. Don't worry. And then Blockbuster, when everybody starts crying about the corners and never being on the field, Jalen Ramsey, Greer, I mean, the organization, are they're the best. They're the best. You do the same thing at the tight end position. We don't want to franchise tag Mike Gusecki. We don't want to franchise tag him. So what do they do? They go get Hunter Long. Oh, boy, we got a franchise tag Mike Gusecki. Even though we're not even going to utilize him in the system. We got a franchise tag him. Oh, Hunter Long doesn't work hold out. Hold on, hold on. First of all, by the way, TD, you got to lay off the, the coffee, my man. I think it's- man, this, <laughs> I got to lay off for this team, Alan. Okay, okay. Uh, hold on. I have said I have made this argument to Omar before, and he may or may not agree with me. Remember, they franchise tagged Mike Gesicki before they got Tyreek Hill, so maybe mm-hmm. that whole offense look, looks different. Without Tyreek Hill, once they got Tyreek Hill, Gesicki had already signed his franchise tag. They were stuck with him, and it was like McDaniel. I agree, I agree. But let me tell you, let me tell you this: they weren't going to use Gesicki the right way anyway. And on top of that, Allen, there is no right. You just brought up the whole new shiny toy to hide and hide again because shame on the Dolphins. They were willing. Let me say this, Allen: they were willing. I want you to really think about this. How in the heck are you willing? To talk about you want to revitalize Tua, Mike McDaniel's first year, they were willing to go to war with Waddle and Cedric Wilson as yeah. the one and two. 
They were willing to go to war. And then when Tyreek, miraculously, when people were, what are you doing? Go get a receiver. Oh, Tyreek, yeah. Once again, the the magic trick. They were content with going to war with Waddle and Cedric Wilson Jr. And sorry, ladies and gentlemen, if that would have happened, Tua wouldn't be on this team today. Mm, There's a good chance he may not be on this team today. Well, so, you know, you're talking about this, and you got four guys here who, who basically spend a lot of time about the Miami Dolphins. And one of the questions I've been asking myself lately is, how much do the Miami Dolphins care about the Miami Dolphins? And what I mean by that is, forget that Greer's been here for so long, and there's been certain things that have happened, and certain things haven't happened. This is still one of the most profitable teams in the NFL, win, lose, or draw. Are we at a point where Stephen Ross is making business decisions and saying, let's just keep fans in the seats, let's just keep selling stuff, we're doing very well from a business perspective, we're, we're arguably in the top five most profitable NFL franchises. Are they doing? Well, I mean, because the other stuff doesn't I don't make sense. Think he is. I don't think he is. <laughs> See, mine is a little more sinister. Mine is a little more conspiracy theory. Uh, Worse mine than that. mine Worse is than more that. so you have to defend what you stuck up for. You went on that podium and say you had to make a decision between one person and another, and you choose one, and that's what side that is, and you got to ride. You got to ride till the wheels fall off. Flores over Tua? I mean, Tua No, no. Um, Ross came out of his pressure saying that, you know, there was an issue between um, Flores and um, Greer not seeing eye to eye. And basically, he had to make a decision. That These are his words on the podium. They, they didn't. They didn't like. They didn't like Flores. Flores was. I know they didn't like him, the but Flores at the same time, collaborative. He was. He wasn't coming back because Flores said, "This guy ain't it," and yeah. I want my guy. I want a guy so, that so, I pick. I want Jordan does, Love. How long does Mike McDaniel have the reins for if they don't win something this year? I. I depends, how, depends how, if it goes south, and if it, you know if it goes really south, then I think all bets are off. Is, is McDaniel tied to Tua? No, I don't think so. I and think I think he, he's fine. I think he's fine regardless because the only re- reason we wouldn't win is because of Tua. Tua is not the reason you're not going to win. Tua is not the reason you are going to win. In my opinion. oh, he's going to be the reason, Omar, that we fail if we fail, and if we succeed, he's going to be the reason, Omar. If we succeed, it's only possible if Tua can do the things that he can't do today. That's the only way we we succeed. Unfortunately, Omar, if, if it's not Tua, who is it, Omar? It, it's a team effort because Kansas City won the championship as as a team. They got to the playoffs as a team. They they advanced to the Super Bowl as a team, and they won it as a team. I think defense contributed at the end of the game. Uh, they yeah, Patrick Mahomes put on a cape and delivered the Super Bowl victory, but his team had to get him there and put him in position. I remember Kelsey making a, a ridiculous play uh, to get him in the scoring position to, I believe, tie the game. So, I mean, it's it's unfortunately it everything comes back to the quarterbacks, but it's a team game and it and probably will always be a team game. So, why do, why? well, looking at looking at the schedule next year, you're running a gauntlet against some of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. No, yeah, but they're all in your AFC, in the AFC. It is what yeah. it is. But I like next year's schedule for this very reason. You know how we had the great teams that we played and the bad teams? We didn't really play any middle teams. When you really look at our schedule this year, we didn't have we everybody didn't play looked at a the lot schedule of and thought this schedule was going to be super hard because of all the playoff caliber teams that were on. Yeah, and, it could change. And then in injury, that's why I don't even look at the schedule. I, I don't. I, I don't look at the schedule and I don't concern myself because the schedule is going to change week to week based on who's healthy. What one team had didn't have their whole offensive line. The Giants were a playoff team. They didn't have their whole offensive line. They were sitting ducks. So you just never know. It's called scheme, just like the Chargers didn't have all their weapons when they obliterated us last year. They were on their third-string corners. It's called scheme regardless of the injured players. Your coach has to make up the difference when you're missing injured players. Your quarterback has to carry a little. You just keep thinking everything is team, team, team. That whole notion is out of the window in 2024 football, ladies and gentlemen, because when you look at Patrick Mahomes in that game and Brock Purdy, guess what? Brock Purdy was one or two. Th- makeable throws away from winning the Super Bowl. 
Yeah. Makeable throws away from winning the Super Bowl. When both defenses are great, when both teams have a good mm-hmm. O-line, when both teams are running the ball well, it's going to come down to which quarterback makes the least amount of mistakes and who makes the biggest plays. And that's where I have zero faith with Tua versus 12 quarterbacks in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And that's why he's not a franchise quarterback. Okay. On that note, Omar, a final word um, before we wrap we'll- this up. We'll see in 2024. I, I I will acknowledge that he has not been clutch. I will acknowledge that he has not stepped up and, and put put the team on his back and carried them to these elite victories. But he's still a young quarterback, still developing, still statistically phenomenal. Will I, would I pay him in, 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 you know, a mega contract? No, not. I'd, I'd, I'd be okay with making him play on his fifth-year option. If Christian Agreed. Wilkins can play on his fifth-year option, Tua can play on his fifth-year option. That's where I sit on the situation. Okay. And on that note, we are going to wrap it up. We're going to, we're going to thank you very, very much, Barry. Thank you very much. Thank you guys. On this special episode of when Barry, what's your podcast call? Me. Yeah. But yeah, Barry, (laughs) me, me, (laughs) Barry Cunningham. (laughs) And I'm TD everything talk. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, but Alan, let me give you your flowers, man. Good job, man, holding Omar to the fire and not giving, not letting him have his way in leading to and on. I appreciate you keeping it. I do not lead to and on. What are you talking about? I'm not even allowed. He, 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 he like. And, and I got to just say one. I got to say one thing. I am not a Tua hater. I'm objective. I hope he succeeds. I want him to I agree. succeed. But you got to call it as you see it as well. You got to be honest. Okay, and I'm going to have the last word. I'm going to defend my colleague here that Omar has said time and time again that he believes in Tua, but no, he has not shown it yet. He hasn't yeah. He hasn't been as clutch as he wanted him to be, and he hasn't been elite. So give mm-hmm. the man his props. It's not – well, I, I give Omar his props for sure, man. Omar I, Omar just, just confused me like a year and a half ago, and I was like, this ain't the Omar I know. <laughs> you know, but Omar definitely, man. I appreciate you even – um. You know, having the back and forth on Twitter and on the radio when you said I'm willing to um, sit down and talk to him. Um, that's that's real. That's real stuff right there, because at the end of the day, there's always a lot of perceptions. And at the end of the day, I'm not the most clean guy on Twitter. That's my playground. OK, so um, I appreciate you giving us uh, giving me an opportunity to come on and actually have a real conversation minus all the trolling stuff so and and i want to say congrats to you two guys for for basically moving from the typed medium into the video medium because you can see most of your colleagues can't do that and so you you, you're doing it and it's working and i I wish you guys a lot of success i have always scratched my head wondering why you guys weren't doing this yeah and y'all guys stepping out doing it genius and y'all gonna take off like crazy yeah Thank you. I appreciate the kind yeah. words and wish you guys all the success. I'm wrap it up. Yeah. Oh, um, just to say, uh, for all free coverage, alldolphins.com, it's it's there. It's free, no paywall, no subscription. Um, and you know how to find our podcast and the two gentlemen here, Barry Cunningham and TD, every team talk. Uh, <laughs> I, I appreciate you guys for coming on and uh, we will see you uh, tomorrow, I think. All right, guys. Thanks, guys. Thank you very much. American Giant makes the durable, comfortable spring closet staples you need for work, the gym, and even happy hour. Made in America. Designed to last a lifetime. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.